Sorry about that, guys. I got preoccupied with something that's going on. <laughs> Lost track of time. How is everybody tonight? Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Charlotte. Hang on, let me do this here. Let me get this in position. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team, excuse me, based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up and down the state. What's going on here? Which means if you have a paranormal need uh, or you think you might have a paranormal need, we can get to you. We may not get to you right away because California is huge. It's a, you know, there's deserts and everything else and, and you know, that kind of thing. But uh, in that event, we do have sensitives that can call you, or mediums rather, that can call you and uh, in most cases settle things down until we can get out there. Okay. I got an announcement to make. Tomorrow's uh, class, uh, Recruiting Investigators for the California Health Team, is sold out. Um, there's openings for Sunday's event, which will get you a list of uh, local uh, of area haunted places that you can easily go to with your family members and things. So uh, that's still got openings. I've got, uh, I believe, I have eight openings for that. Uh, now next Saturday, what I've done because there's been so much interest in this ghost recruitment class, I've added a second class. So that'll be Saturday the fifteenth at six p.m. Pacific. Okay, so there's spots open for that class. But uh, yeah, tomorrow's 6 p.m. class is sold out at this point. Okay. Anyway, I want to welcome everybody. We're finally hit Friday, and it's, of course it's it's Nancy Matt's Friday again. Again, I apologize for not coming on right away. I didn't realize the time flew so fast. I was doing some research online because the numbers that meet up aren't matching up with what I intended them to match up for. So there's some some confusion on my part going on. But anyway, I want to welcome you all. Nancy's with us tonight, and uh, we've got a great topic to discuss. Uh, now I'm throwing off. Give me a second. Okay. You can find California Haunts on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can now find us on Threads. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on, on TikTok. And you can find us on Twitch. And I'll give you the names for those. We're under California Haunts over on Facebook. We are Ghosty Gal on Instagram. We are also Ghosty Gal on Threads. It's all lowercase. We are California Haunts on Twitter. We're Cal Haunts at Twitch. We are California Haunts, all lowercase, at TikTok. And on YouTube, we are youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. Okay? So you got all that done. And the beautiful part is this YouTube page that we have. There's so many videos, and I'm still categorizing them. But, uh, yeah, if you go in, you can pick stuff out by category. If you're, if you're into alien abductions and things like that. There's a file for that. There's a file for ancient history. There's a file for, you know, Nancy Matz, even if you, if you look Nancy up the past shows that we've done. So there's almost, there's a file for every topic. And if you do go through, through there and think something's out of place, let me know. Because otherwise, when you go in on the front page of, of our YouTube page, there's 631 videos over there. So, I mean, it's just confusing as hell to sort through everything. And this is why I've decided to topic everything up. All right, that being said, it's good to see everybody come to the chat room. We're going to have a great chat today. And, uh, again, tomorrow's uh, 6 p.m. event is sold out. And, uh, again, if, and if you wanted to do that, because what we're doing is we're recruiting for investigators right now, putting this team back together. And I'm looking for uh, investigators, debunkers. I'm looking for tech people. I'm looking for a sketch artist. Okay, so I'm looking for stuff like that. I, I'm even looking for uh, mediums or sensitives. I'd be willing to, you know. Add, add a couple of new sensitives on board as well. So if you're that sounds like something you want to do, then uh, head on over to the meetup and other events and look up uh, July 15th, and you can sign up over there. 
I'm really anal about the way I conduct my investigations, you know, uh, not you know, scientifically able because I mean, we, we do have psychics on staff as well, but um, I do like the science part of it where we debunk everything we can until we can't debunk anymore. And then we go from there. Okay. So if that sounds like something that interests you, it's fine. So what the process is, you take this class, really, it's an intense class. You take this class and if you feel like it's something you want to continue with, you let me know. And then you'll go to the next step where I have a panel of investigators who will talk with you because we want to make sure you're a great fit and all that good stuff, uh, you know, for, for this team because, you know, we just want to get along. Can't we all just get along, right? And then once that gets cleared up, then there will be an investigation where you will get hands-on with the equipment and get to see and, and, and we get to see you in action along with us. And if, you know, you don't have to have experience to ghost hunt. You know, we can, if, if you're a novice and you want to get into this, we can train you and do all that training. Okay, so that being said, uh, I'm going to bring Nancy in so we get the show started because there was a big blank spot at the beginning. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> all right, here we go. Good evening, everybody. Hi, Shar. How are you doing Hi. tonight? I was preoccupied. Uh, huh? I was preoccupied. I apologize. <sighs> happens. It happens. Um, well, threads. I I signed up. Uh, Nancy Matz, um, cool. if you don't know who I, yeah, well, I thought of medium or psychic, but, you know, I fall within a couple of different categories, so why not just Nancy Matz? So go over there and what we'll kind of network. Uh, the format's a little different. They want groups. So it's like Facebook, you have a page, and then you sign up underneath, and the announcements can go there, I guess, and a networking um, a little differently. What I heard, you know, what, what I've been reading is, you know, there's this big thing going on with Elon Musk now and Facebook because mm. of he thinks that they hired people from Twitter to set up threads. Mm. But the way I see threads is it's it's it's, it's Instagram stripped down. That's all it is. They've taken yes, Instagram yes, and absolutely. they've stripped it down. And so I don't see how there's going to be a lawsuit over why you copied my stuff because it's Instagram. No, but it's just you a know? different different kind yeah. of platform and very clever i don't think we're done seeing new platforms popping up no um, and if you're and if you're you're sick i hate to say it because i'm over twitter too right but if you're sick of twitter you're sick of the politics and you're sick of all that this is a place to be because it's it, it's a fun place you know well i don't know about that yet but but we can have our own groups um i'd like to yeah. be able to see like twitter different comments from different groups yeah. but yeah we haven't played i haven't played with enough yeah there's not there's no there's, there's no politics over there right now correct and it's nice and they will it's nice yeah and i was talking to you last was it last night where yeah. uh they do edit everything and they'll just yes. remove you <laughs> your yeah. post yeah, and uh, you don't you cannot say what 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 but but and yeah. you know no explanations have to it's been fun i've been on it like two days or two days and i'm having a blast over there oh yeah oh, i'm having a blast over there well, sign, if you want to sign up for me, then I can go back to your site. Well, what happens is that if you're already on Instagram and you're like, Not say you're really. on Instagram, uh -huh. but if you have an Instagram account, it automatically, when you sign up, you become a follower of mine and vice versa. Oh, okay. So, so I'm a follower of yours. Um, yeah. You know, I've just been busy with life and haven't really networked on Twitter very much or Instagram. I'm lucky to do what I do on, say, Facebook. And Life will slow yeah. down. You know, I had to move. My husband had some illnesses. Now mm -hmm. we just moved again as a final move. Everybody, yay. So we found the place that we want to settle. So 
it's a little uh, busy this week and put the notes together real fast, but the threads I did want to mention. And then I went to your site today to find my playlist and I couldn't. It's, uh, you have to go to the second row to find the arrow and then you look under medium Nancy Matt. So you yeah. can watch all of them because yeah. a lot of them are really, really different. Um, pick your topic, you know, and we'll do that. Tonight is a combination of a different, couple different topics. Um, about a week ago, before last Friday's show, I had a client talk about space and time and uh, consciousness and she sparked a question. Um, it's not like she wants to know how I do this. She doesn't care, blah, 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 blah. but we were talking about my favorite topic, the cosmos and aliens <laughs> and everything. And uh, I, um, anyway, I had a conversation with somebody that I would call an alien and it was all telepathy. And that we talked about that, and it was such a interesting thought: time, distance, um, the space. How does this work? Um, how does the energy from one mind go to another? How does the thought? And I have a lot of clients call me up and say, "What's he thinking? Or what is she thinking? Or what is happening?" I mean, it's it's what makes the world go round. Though I've been talking about boyfriends and girlfriends for thirty three years, but it is a, a amazing feat that we can actually pick up other people's thoughts or their energies. And I have a client has two men in their life, her life, and she has, and they're both the same name. And so I can describe somebody around, around somebody by the personality type and what it, and then she'll know which individual this is. It's quite, it's quite amazing to me. So our conscious time space is kind of a category where I had to put those three words to be able to talk about this tonight. But remember, I'm trying to introduce you to a new, so it's 641, introduce you to this concept to trigger your interest in looking at more. Um, I could talk probably hours and I have a lot of people and I I wanna thank the young man from Australia coming in and saying, I wanna write a book with you. I wanna teach you how to do this and that. I want to introduce you to the thought of, entertaining here and there. And I says, I'm 75 years old. I've worked 24 years Pacific Belt, 33 years doing this. I'm kind of winding up my career. I'm not going to stop doing readings, uh, write the books and do the radio shows. But as far as initiating new directions, I'm way past that, everybody. <laughs> and I appreciate that. One young lady says, I could talk to you for hours. Uh, let's have coffee. And I thought, I don't have enough breath in my body anymore. The best way to get hold of what I am about and learn more is through these shows. And it's not, gosh, who wants to turn down a new friendship, especially the little blonde girl with her husband and son who does ghost investigating in the valley. I'd like her to touch base with me again just to say hello, see how she's doing. Because there's this, uh, people are so wonderful. Um, I just hate to turn down connecting to people, but there's so much I can do. And so you can hear my voice and I'm a little tired. Uh, another weekend, so I'll be done. The house is on the market. So we're going to get rid of another house. Yay. So, um, but anyway, I want to keep continued going here. <laughs> um, I did Google um, time and space, conscious time and space. Came up with some thoughts. I have my own ideas what I'd like to talk about. Low key, I've mentioned a couple before. But I, I found a couple of questions I'd like to explore. And I'm going to give credit to credits due. 
there are so many people out there that are doing videos on this topic. There's so many good intuitives and people, people, people. And, and once upon a time, a friend of mine, Donna, she said to me, uh, intuitive, she said, don't tell people how you're doing it or where you're getting it from. Make it magic because they don't really care. Well, the last thing you want to tell me is don't do something. <laughs> I'm, I'm just uh, at a place where last 15 years I've been doing nothing but think about, well, I come from an engineering background. Duh. And so I kind of want to think about things like this all the time. And I guess I'll never stop. And maybe that's why that alien talked to me, because I like to bring up topics that maybe someone else wouldn't want to talk about. And they said, and I have been telling people for a couple of years now, this is going to, this is happening. Disclosure is happening. And for them to say to me, we're tired of being hidden. We want to be on the surface with you. I didn't even think of that until later. And I told my friend, what, oh, oh, oh. they said surface. Where are they <laughs> in the ground? Are they in the ocean? Clearly they want to be on the surface with us. So be prepared that I do feel like this is happening. We're going to get so much exposure. Um, and of course, that triggers my thoughts of the others in the sky and the travel uh, Skinwalker Ranch. I'm a avid listener and watcher to that show. My gosh, uh, last week, Travis said that, that TikTok was going 3,600 miles an hour, wasn't disrupting the air, nor was there any noise. Come on, everybody. They got control, right? Um, and that triggers me to want to think about this more. Um, I forgot to bring a book up. Anyway, uh, very early when I started 90, a 91, a mentor came to me. He was very good friends with Ken and Ollie Cat. And uh, <laughs> I have a habit of hugging my cats and they were getting rambunctious. And I went, oh no, I can't have them jump up on the table. So I was hugging one and I think I got cat. <laughs> anyway, uh, very early, um, the mentor said to me, I'm helping you. I wonder who else is. And so I sat and I just relaxed. I don't like meditating. My mind works bazillion miles an hour unless I focus on a session. Then I do what I call offset. I turn that part of Nancy off and turn on the other side. So for a minute there, I kind of relaxed and I said, um, who else is here? And Mrs. Thompson showed up and she was a slim lady. And she told me she was born and raised in England. And I says, well, how did you get here? Someone's, and she said, someone asked me to she they thought her to come here and i go i wasn't aware i needed guidance i mean how I, when i first started you know i was pretty young 40 years old uh 42 rather and at the same time i thought i do want to do this correctly and i stayed with the spirit of grace church a spiritual church and learned under them for 15 years and talked to groups every friday night so I was very, very active in the church and taught classes on and on and on. Um, but the spirit people thought that I should have somebody who was in the business. So Mrs. Thompson showed up and then all of a sudden, a big figure showed up, a larger woman. And I think I might've forgotten her name, but I'm going to say it carefully because I was so enthralled with Mrs. Thompson mm -hmm. and Mrs. Stevenson showed up. Rome. <laughs> and I will, 
wow, this is a big person or a lot of energy. I've met people and they walk in the room and go, wow, what a force. And people said that about me, but I'm not real big, but this is a bigger woman, a lot of force. And she says, someone thought me here. They want me here. And, and she was kind of like, not really in, not hundred percent. And she was born and raised in England also. And I, I noticed that both of them were from somewhere else. And I didn't know if that was important or was I in a prior life there? Who knows? But they did stay around and, and it felt like they were helping me. The point was, who thought them here? And they came because a thought came to them. No space, no time, no distance. Where were they at the time that they got that thought? That triggered a lot. And then in 90, um, October 92, a woman I'm going to write a book about, one of the eight, I promise everybody, her son got killed by a drunk driver. And a few months later, after I got back, I was on a, unfortunately, I was on a cruise ship. You know, I was working on a cruise ship. Who can say that, right? And I got back and she had left a dozen messages on my machine at those times. In those years, you didn't access them, the messages. And I couldn't on a cruise ship anyway. And um, got back and her son had been killed by a drunk driver. And a few year, months later, she shows up at my house. She's so mad. Would you tell Jason uh, to answer me? <laughs> she was very, she's really, really gifted. Uh, really, really intuitive. And and I sat down and I thought, oh, my, I'm just getting all nervous. I thought, where's Jason? You know, he's not going to come back already. I mean, he's going to wait until she needs to pass over and he'd be there for her. And I got all wound up. I go, oh, God. And I, I relaxed and I went from her to her, followed her energy to the sun. Remember I said earlier, relationships make the world go round. And how many times have you felt your partner, someone you care about, mom and dad, and their energy surrounds you, or you could think of them and know what's going on with them. Well, we can do that with spirit people too. So Sue guided me to her son. This is what the deal is. He was in the middle of space. So her life force was able to reach all the way there. Amazing. And I said, Jason, <laughs> he says, would you tell my mom to leave me alone? I went, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Where are you? And he said, I'm in space. And he showed me what a Hubble telescope, um, the nebulous, and the upper body was like a Superman. Remember he died in 92, Superman was on TV. You know, that fist close to your chest and one up. Da, 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 da. You know, he was a big guy. So dun, da, da, 17 year old. And from the waist down, it was like a rocket ship like that. And I says, oh, and where are you headed? He says, everywhere. I want to see everywhere. And I don't know what that means either. Maybe he wanted to see some other planets with people on them of some sort. Or maybe he wanted to go to that nebula with all the pretty colors that we now see. When he showed me what we now see through the telescope, I saw the colors that you see now in the photographs. And I was awestruck because he was far enough away that I could see what he was showing me. I was a little awestruck. I didn't know quite well. Wow, wow. You know, like, okay, I just absorbed this. I'm going to look at it real carefully, but I'm going to remember so I can get back to Sue. She is the interest. I says, okay, Jason, when you come back, he says, I don't know. Tell mom I'll be okay. All right. Of course he's going to be okay. And I carefully relayed 
don't call him. He'll come back when he's ready message. And she understood. It was okay once she understood. And I think that's where the communication can fall apart. A couple things to point out. That really got my attention. Because we're here on this little piece of dirt that we can't hardly see when we're on the furthest ream of our, uh, of our sun solar system. And we're just so tiny, yet it looks so big. But he was somewhere else, outside of our universe, outside of the black, you know, the black hole in the center and the big swirly. He was somewhere else. How are we reaching him? How was I going there? I went to her. She's sitting two feet from me, for three feet. I went for, to her, to there. But I was following her life force to get to him. I couldn't possibly find him, everybody. I couldn't possibly find him if she wasn't finding him first. I seem to be looking to the side. I'm not, hmm, I think my little webcam is off. So I'm looking at you guys, but for some reason it doesn't. But anyway, so when I start, it just started a huge big deal. The second thing I want to talk about, and I mentioned this before, and I'm going to tie it all together, is I was, it was 94, this happened, 93, 94. And I was relaxing and I do this early in the game. I was trying to learn control better. And I would do what you call meditating, but a, a little different way. And all of a sudden I felt pushed aside. And this other consciousness stepped into me, not an earth born shape, but somebody who had never seen fingers before. <laughs> I'm sitting there, also my hands go up. I go, whoa. And he enjoyed, I call it, he felt masculine to me. Remember, there's no really definitive gender in the universe. Um, if I said it was an aggressive, a stronger force versus if you saw my house, you go, oh, Nancy's, you know, she likes flowers. <laughs> so this felt like a masculine experience. And he was traveling and he was enjoying the different types of lives that he was visiting and he wanted me to think that every um, universe had a vibration so remember i just mentioned the black hole and the spiral and we're away out there that force has a vibration meaning that there is a thickness to it we have dark matter and there's nothing when i put my mind to thinking about that it feels like a void v-o-i-d What's in it? I don't know. It feels like walking into the room. I say to people, envision a room with no windows and doors. Somehow you enter that space without opening the door. And there is nothing. And I've heard of people saying, oh, I went into what we call the ultimate uh, quiet room where there's nothing. And they say, oh, I can only have 20, 20 minutes of it. It's because our bodies can't adjust to nothingness. Well, that's what the black matter, uh, dark matter feels to me. But the rest of us, between those universes with the black hole in the center and spirals going around, each of those has not only volume, but a bubble around it, as though it's pushing against dark matter, but dark matter is pushing against it, creating a bubble. And this entity, whoever, whatever could be, it was a living consciousness, which fascinated me because after, I hung, after he left, I thought, hmm, I'm living in consciousness. I see dead people all the time. Yeah, they show up, right? And I thought, okay, 
I wonder what his body looked like. He's a living consciousness, and he says that each of our universes is a living consciousness uh, of the same type. It doesn't mean that uh, our universe is going to get up and walk away <laughs> because it's living. No, I, but because of the vibration of energy, each bubble is the whole universe. And he said to me, go to the sink. He, I had a sink. I didn't have a wash and dryer. <laughs> when you do bubbles, he made a comment and he must have probed my mind for an idea. You know how you put bubbles in the sink, you whip them up and you get all these bubbles? Grab as many as you can and then look at them. And that's how many universes they are plus. And all he did was he traveled the bubble of each universe until he had a sense of the life that he would thought he would like to visit. And then he would go to that planet or this soul, sun, and the planet surrounding each of them. And he would visit. And I, and I thought, what's the point of that? Well, if I, I told my kids when I first passed away, guess what? Don't worry about me. I'll be traveling. And it's on the heels of Mr. Traveler or Ms. Traveler, because it's so exciting to think that you can visit time and and space everywhere. And so that kind of is our consciousness traveling space in a place and time um, where there's no time because he can travel that quick. When he stops and goes and visits, that is time because it takes from where he was traveling to get there to experience stuff and to go. It almost feels like there's no traveling between one universe, dark matter, to another universe. It pops over. He just goes. And I'm, I'm not sure how that works either. Um, he also told me, and this is all written up, if I were to pass away tomorrow, I'll get the old, you know how you write a book. Well, my editor cut it, everything I had to have. So I made a four-hour easy read, uh, two worlds, but I have a, actually double that. So I may put it all together, and the print and the typewriter, you know, it's going to show its age pretty soon. It's 30 years old. And he said to me, which is sound astounding because they're doing this now, is that he made me think that everything is a musical note. The color we have on is Adam's musical note. Um, everything in our world is filaments of, of music. And every once in a while you come across a YouTube and it's the sound of the universe. And I thought, that guy told me that 30 years ago. And when we disrupt the musical notes, things go wrong in our bodies. They go wrong in the universe. No wonder the aliens are trying to get rid of our atomic bombs because it disrupts the music. Curiously, I love that. If you give a thought to that, it almost hurts your brain. And people like, I, I reflect back to Donna. She says, don't get so involved with this. It doesn't matter. They want to know future. They want to know if the boyfriend's going to call them or not. And I think, how exciting to think that there's so much in our universe we don't know. And my quest, because I had cancer, divorce, got into this, why things, why do bad things happen to good people? To the point of being boring. I was so, you know, what's more boring than engineering supervisor? <laughs> That's my last job. And, and, uh, and it wasn't even fun. It was uh, grievances, union layoffs, and, and um, grievances, layoffs, and... Uh, I can't remember what was the other one. Anyway, there was three areas and no one wants that. You know, no one wants to do grievances and layoffs. But so in some ways, getting into this opened my mind up 
because the idea that we are multidimensional. When I first started, I said, I want to be called something other than psychic. It was kind of like a rub in those years. Uh, I want to be a multidimensional intuitive. Well, no one knew what that was. <laughs> you're what? Intuitive? What, what? And I said, well, and then some said, well, you're actually a medium because you see dead people. Well, that, that's true. That's true. But I am a psychic because people want to know information also. So um, I want to keep going. I get off track. We all do. And I apologize. So when he told me that everything is musical notes, I says, that is our bodies. That's our physicalness. It doesn't explain thought. And of course they say, uh, thought consciousness is a byproduct of our, of our biology. And it is created because we need electricity to keep our flesh together, to create harmony so we can wear this with that consciousness. And I thought, hmm, that makes, that makes almost too much sense to me. But how is it explained my seeing dead people? Especially if I have company or um, I had an experience of talking to a manager of a complex we moved from and she walked over to visit me at the front door and then we met in the street and both times a dead person showed up on to describe the person. Oh my God, it was her father that died 20 years ago and her little grandma, five foot one, five foot heavy and she, and, and the lady says to me, well, grandma was it? And the woman raised her arms and went flap, flap, flap. <laughs> and I described her and she says, oh my God, I know what grandma, that's the one that raised me. How can we, okay, how do I do that? If I knew, if I could put it in a coin and give that to you, I would in a heartbeat. And so that triggers not only going to Sue to find her son, to find out the traveler traverses universes, if he doesn't, how many are doing that? Spirit people showing up everywhere, everywhere. And no, I don't want to. I don't want to see everybody's spirit people. We we did a show, Shar and I. I don't know which one it was, Shar, but I just answered questions for the audience. Had fifteen people call in and say, "Who's standing next to me?" It's very tiring. Um, I promise we will do readings. The trouble is our boxes of people are still small watching. So you have to be on meetup. You have to get in here. I think Facebook can, but we have to figure out some way to open up so more people can get in. I um, have a question in the chat room. Oh, do we? Okay, go ahead. Benjamin McDonald says, I wonder, Nancy, if you think that matter and biology may be a product of consciousness rather than the other way around. I think matter and matter was created for our consciousness. We were first. I, I, I'm not gonna, um, I've been in this a long time. So early, early, my mentor said, I'd like you to try this, sit and relax and pull yourself to a place of a beginning. Mm. Just ask yourself, I wanna see one of my beginnings. And I actually saw myself as a blue being, a blue B-E-I-N-G. Um, form was kind of nondescript. I felt like I had limbs and I was sitting on a plateau and everything had a hue of green, um, light blues. It could have been earth, but I was not flesh. I said earlier that 
science believes that our conscience is a byproduct of our flesh with electricity. I think it's the other way around. Spirit people tell me, and please, I don't want letters, that some of our silvers are souls that uh, did not choose that form, like it was the wrong sex. I've actually had that happen. Or there was something wrong, and they need to have a next next opportunity because something might have been wrong with the fetus. So they've said to me, we choose who we want to be. And I thought to myself, you mean this child could be born without a soul to it? Well, they're not going to be born with a soul. With the soul. soul hasn't connected yet. The, the movement of the fetus is the soul could have joined earlier in the womb. But a lot of times it joins very late, um, including my granddaughter, after birth. And the nurse was trying to get her to breathe. And I shook my fist at her and I said, oh, that's not going to happen. You're going to come back. And she did. She took a breath when I shook my fist the second time. So it's not that she came back, just didn't get there yet. Um, when I um, bought my first house after my divorce, uh, 89, no, wait a minute. I can't remember. 89, I think. Anyway, um, Chinese couple next door. Young, cute. Oh, my God. You know, they're just attractive people. But anyway... Um, one day I was out taking the garbage can out. These are such romantic stories, <laughs> taking the garbage can out. And um, a soul went right through me. And it was the first time that had happened. And, of course, that's I was kind of like into this new, as a new person in this environment. And I, I could feel everything. And they went through me into the house next door, just woof, like that. And I sit there for a second. I went, okay, what do I do with that? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow, I was watching that house every time. And they worked night shift. They slept during the day. So it was like, how how can I get, well, one day she came out and she's four foot 10 or 11, right? 80 pounds, soaking wet, boom. <laughs> and I felt it was a masculine soul and she had a female. And sometimes you'll say to people, well, the child coming in is a really strong personality. And I would normally say a boy, but I think it's going to be a girl because I see it with long hair. If it's a boy, cut the hair because that's how I can tell the difference. A child with really long hair, I'm going to think it's a girl. But this was a female child. And and even though I'm, I have a lot of feminine points to me, beautiful things like that behind me here, I am a strong personality. You can't do a business for 33 years and have as many ins and outs like I have and keep it going unless you're willing to work hard and be aggressive, um, meaning marketing business, uh, events, travel all over the states and other states. So you can't, you have to be a stronger personality. But anyway, um, so this uh, spirit came in and she might have been, because she was so tiny, she might have been five, six months and the soul joined. And that's how I discern the difference. Um, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a biologist, um, Professor Gary Swartz was on, um, pardon me, he was mentioned on Coast to Coast about a week ago. And so a friend of mine called, she said, oh, have you listened to the show? Go, no, I didn't, you know. She says, well, go back, listen to it. And of course, I've been too busy with packing and moving still. And evidently, this gentleman came on talking about uh, mediums and consciousness and started out within the first half hour, he talked up 
Professor Gary Swartz. And Gary Swartz is the developer of the Soul S-O-U-L, phone, where we're going to have easy, not EVPs, something more sophisticated. As to put me out of business, thank you, put me out of business, right? So everybody has access to people like me or the activity. Um, clear, uh, uh, more clear communication, probably. So uh, he met me when I had an office in Tombstone, Arizona. And he did double blind, triple blind test me. Um, Pass the Flying Colors. If you want to read the article, go to nancymats.com. And right at the top, I did add that a few years back. Like, why wouldn't I do it sooner? It was 2011. Um, he, he was crazy about me. So, um, you know, read the article. And then go down. And the young man I talked of his spirit uh, relative showing up. And, and these tests are something that you can't guess which validated not me it validated that i'm not insane it validated that this is separate from us than our physicalness these souls so i talked to three or four people and you saw you sit with your back to the gary doctor sorry i call him gary gary and and the client i not only couldn't see uh authenticity couldn't see sex I couldn't see the interest. I couldn't see what he wanted. No words. And I described this very large, darker lady. And she had whiskers. And she took a big rimmed hat, lifted off her head, and turned around and put it on mine. And she was absolutely bald. And I guess this young man was flying around or doing something. And he wrote the most wonderful letter. If you go to the bottom of that page, uh, I think Larry... Uh, Gary changed his website around. I've got to find out where that is, but this is copy to copy. You see that I, every word is exact. And he says, I would never have believed it if you haven't described the grandmother who raised me, who had cancer, Tonganese from Hawaii direction, the largeness and the whiskers and the darker complexion. How could I make that up, everybody? Whiskers on a woman? Come on can't do that and why did she have whiskers if she had chemotherapy i can't get that either but maybe she created whiskers because she did have them before she had the chemotherapy so i i absolutely believe we survive i absolutely believe it's a separateness of the flesh housing the soul and we have three levels we have the one i'm talking like you and then the night when you're laying in bed thinking about bazillion things, that's our kind of like an inside person. You don't share it with the world. And then we have a, a deeper consciousness that talks to us in subtle ways by showing us synchronous of making us a witness to this and that. Because that soul chose his flesh for this experience, but they had access to time. Remember time? I'm going to explain that to you in a minute. To know what the journey for this person was. It takes away... Is there free will? Is it that the whole story of our humanity is laid out and we go picking something, pick it out? I, I, I'm, yeah, right? So time is an illusion in the greater scope of things. Space is almost non-existent for thought. I love that. Are you kidding me? I love that thought. Hmm. <laughs> I usually don't like saying the same word twice in one sentence. I like that idea. Is that 
we are just inhabiting this, excuse me, as my doc said to me, our meat jackets. You're wearing a meat jacket. If it's not feeling good today, you come see me. Okay, I got it. Um, and I also mentioned Ina, and I'm going to interview her before life gets away, the unfortunate death of her brother. And it's been seven years. And he came to her one day. She says, I'm missing you. I'm missing you. And he says, I'm um, in the Mediterranean on a pirate ship. Remember Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean. And I thought to myself, I got this strange message. I'm going to be right. Oh, I'm going to be really wrong. And as I've told people and I've done demonstrations of seeing spirit people, they're either going to be there or they're not going to be there. You get a message, you say what the message is if you're a reader. Because the message was so obscure that I had to say it. Come to find out she knew nothing of this. Oh, Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. I go, oh, well, you know, I was wrong. So <laughs> until she called the man's son that was living with him at the time of this unfortunate death. Oh, Auntie, didn't you know he was into Johnny Depp? Has all the movies in the basement? The walls are all, all the posters of all the movies. He has a pirate ship he was making, and he was really into Johnny Depp. Duh. <laughs> and then this man said, second time we talked to him, we went back. He says, I'm still in the Mediterranean. I go, really? What are you there for? Well, I don't like this life. It's not as I thought it would be. And I and I go, okay. I told her that. And then afterward, I went, what, what was that? He didn't like that life. Huh. So he gave me, he let me see the ship. And my husband watches a lot of historical type things and boats like that. And I says, it was the oddest looking thing. It was a small boat. And it was the size of the Unipede and the Santa Maria. And it was completely black on the outside. And this man showed me having a life. Think about that. So he picks this life to live. He dies, unfortunately. Johnny Depp, first thing he did was he went back to the 14th century or 15th century, I think, and was born to experience the life of being a pirate. So it took me days to re-remember, and I went, oops, whoops. So time is an illusion because he had a complete easy access. He did not like that life. It was a disappointment. Well, I love Johnny Depp movies, The Pirates. And the one scene where he's running with that big wheel coming after him. <laughs> it was the first movie or the second. Wonderful comic. Wonderful. But more glamorous than true. And so my husband said, oh, the ship was black. Well, don't you know they used to tar the outside of the ships to make them move faster in the water? I didn't know that. Hello. That's the last thing I want to watch is pirates. Well, <laughs> the other reason they tarred too is because when the ships, because the ships, the, the wood would get rotten, spring leaks. And so I, the tar would also seal off and, and, you know, any leaks between the boards. Point was, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I told I told my friend Tina it doesn't matter she will be on here eventually. Um, I didn't know that. That's the great. Huh? He, he, he does, Benjamin. Benjamin says that Johnny Depp has a rather stylish meat jacket. You know that's his new persona. 
right? And and that's that is okay. Um, I kind of you know the, as people get older, I we're getting off track, everybody. But you wear this jacket, this meat jacket, and you can wear it any way you want. Look how many people now have tattoos, and both my children have tattoos. Uh, my son went after our American heritage. He's got a the Indian look on his body. Fabulous, fabulous. And my daughter, love of children, she had Winnie the Pooh and Tiger Pooh and all that. Now the kids are grown. She put changed them into roses. So I'm really okay with tattoos. Uh, but he took on that look and it made him feel not the part, but a new character in life, which is perfectly okay. I you know, we change often through our lives, five times, I've, I think, uh, average. You can look at your life and say, how many times you change jobs or change your life or remarry? All those big changes recreate you to be new human beings. I want to go back to this hard ship. Okay, so John, born, he dies. Tina talks to me. He has now had a life as a pirate on a pirate ship 500 years ago. And in our existence, that was this, a click. But to him, he's still living it. So there is no time in the afterlife. I have a hard time with that. Because if I travel vehicle, or I think of outer space and a ship, it seems like there's time and distance. What creates the time is the aging of our flesh. Because we're born, we create, we live. And we grow old. That is time. But what if we were not in our meat jackets and we had all this we could do? What if you could live forever? Now, let's say, what if you could live 500 years? Would you not have time? Yes, you would. Because time would be slowed down for you or mechanical parts would take over. We would get weary of life. We would actually um, witness too much and we would desire not to live. And that would be how we end our life. And I do see something like that coming. Um, anyway, so um, I do see more of that. And we're almost bionic now. You know, I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I know people who have pacemakers and things like that. So we're becoming more bionic, right? But time is fascinating to me. And people talk about time. Nancy, what is time to you? And at first book, I drew a picture of a line because that's how my thinking was that time, with as a visual of a broom made with straw, a knot. That's where our flesh is living in that moment of ingesting the broom wood part is time tightened up, unused. And it comes to you as a flesh person and becomes a bubbles intertwining of all aspects of your life. And then as we move second to second, frame to frame, it bubbles out behind us. And so when people talk about the past, what was grandpa like, and I can go back and visit him, it's already used. Oh, that's easy. To front going forward is difficult um, because I have to go into unused time. And so when I do that, I have to open it up. In reality, I started thinking about this young couple came to me and I, because I bring up the stories because I mentioned before, but Soon I will start editing. <laughs> Since 1911, I started a digital recorder. Before that, cassettes. You would have a heart attack if you saw how many 
sessions I've kept because they were wonderful. So I'll make reference to these two girls that came, they were partners. And I said, when you retire in around 35 years, I see you living North Fork, Virginia, um, east side of the river in a log cabin. She burst out crying. She says, oh, grandpa's going to leave me that house you're described at when he dies. So I saw the house they're going to live in in the future. And so it was that reading, because I had done it before, but it wasn't like pointed out to me because it would happen. I wasn't like going to be wrong. Um, I said to myself, if time is a flat line, like in my drawing, did I go around the planet 35 years, 365 times? <laughs> Poop, <laughs> I'd be worn out. So I said, how can I access it so quickly? And that's when it occurred to me that we have it looped in front of us. Unused time is clustered close to us. 35 years worth? How did I access that? The point of excitement grabs me and pulls me forward. So the excitement of her retiring and then move to cabin is where she pulled me in time, which took three, four seconds. So in spirit, spirit land, spirit world, there's no distance. We create time because we have to live every second of every day. But the distance it took me 35 years in the future, that's accessible within seconds. Remember I told you about Jason's traveling to the universe. Where was he? How about the time I read the book Out on a Limb by Shirley MacLaine? And I said, oh, I think I do that. And I relax and I close my eyes and I can feel myself leaving out of my shoulders. And then I started a meditation for people who wanted it from me. Uh, moving out of our atmosphere, going to the planets. And then the, now it's a planet Pluto. Now there's another one we discovered after Pluto. Now look at Earth and now tell me, how big is your problem? <laughs> it's very much, very, very little. Um, I have so many things I want to talk about. I only have 10 more minutes. I, I had all kinds of thoughts here. Um, I just want to really quick put the, put it down. Our conscious and time space. Uh, if you Google that, you'll come up with a whole bunch of articles you can read on it. Um, I did not mention anything from these articles talking to you tonight. I kept it very easy. And the reason is that a lot of people don't think about this initially. And of course I do, because that's the way my brain works. And um, I like the idea of trying to figure something out. I like the idea of being challenged to think something. As people said to me, well, how, how can you do? Not many, please. They want the answers. They want to go on their way. But the people that start me to think, how is this happening? makes me excited to think I don't have an answer. It makes me want to look. Um, collective consciousness. I do believe, remember I said how when you think of somebody, but they think of you back, you can feel them, especially a loved one. I can feel both my, my kids. And my poor son has a lot of Indian aspects like I do, but you know how the gene pool is, it's wonderful, right? Um, the tender, the tenderness of his face and the afternoon, um, 
what they call it, the shadow when men have five. Thanks. He does not have a full face for beard. He only has a couple places on his face. Thanks a lot, mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> Indians never shaved. And so he has an electric razor and takes him five minutes in the car on the way and he's done. How many men would love it? I've said, you don't realize how lucky you are. Oh, and then it occurred to him, right? But I can think of him right while I'm talking to you. And I've just touched his face. He has a particular scent because we all do. And I know he can feel me because he's very, both my kids, they're very, very intuitive. And if I go to my daughter, she's got a lot of hair and I can put my face into her hair and I can love it as well as her daughter and the other kids in the family. Um, it's very exciting to think you can control and move about and have access to the unseen universe. Does that mean that the veil is thin? Doesn't even exist, everybody. So I brought up collective consciousness, meaning that as you create a thought or design, you get excited. And I'm going to use Edison because I've used it before. Not only did he discover the light, but three other people did at the same time. I think whoever had the strongest emotional energy sent that thought to the universe, Akashic Records, if you want to call it that. And other people who were very intuitive picked up the same idea. I was telling somebody, I've said it many times, um, I love to invent things. I can just do, be doing anything. All of a sudden an idea comes to me. I'll be sitting, um, I'm not going to, Char, embarrass you here. I have one of these also. When I, I sit further back from my computer, when I want to read something, I just hold it up and I can see it really good. I mean, I just hold it up to the monitor. Thank you very much. I should have done that earlier. Um, I will do something and something else pop in my head. And I think, oh my God, I got to write. And I'm never writing these down because no one's ever, I've called my son half a dozen times. He's an engineer, aerospace engineer. The, you know, engineer stays in the family. And he says, mom, <laughs> stop doing that to me. And I think what it is, is that people who have a lot of emotional energy, I'm creating this. This is absolutely wonderful. The energy of thought and invention, poof it to the world. Other people on the planet can pick it up who are receivers. I'm a receiver. I probably am a sender also, but I'm I'm a great emotional um, a psychic uh, receiver because that's what I do for a living. I go and receive information and I give it to you. And so I'm always getting stuff. I think I must, someone out there is inventing this very thing. I should put the date and action on it. Uh, you know, so I do believe that we have energy of inventing this and all other things. So this is our subject for me so we have a lot of shootings and bad things happening so say in philadelphia they had this terrible shooting oh a man was walking the street just i can't even talk about it because i have children and it disrupts me to think about innocence lost um a child two and three years old were shot i mean i can't even can't hardly comprehend that family um, suffering. So nothing cuter than a two and three-year-old and to get shot. You know what a bullet does? A little thing like that. What if you have that on TV day and night? What if you have a lot of turmoil in your family? What if your family has guns and they're feeling this around the planet? All this discord, all this war. Do you not think it's collective 
consciousness bleeds over to other peoples and other places, absolutely is contagious. There's not enough love in the world, uh, not hippie love. Now, I am from the hip, hippie era, but it seems like it's overriding our good efforts to have harmony. Just a thought, because I don't want to be political here. I don't have an answer about removing guns from people. I'd like all the moms of America to turn in and get rid of the guns in their households. Moms, wives, if you could, especially moms when they're 17 year old, 18 year old is the one that's out shooting schools and parties up. So I think that that emotion does bleed into other aspects of our world. Um, love relationships, hate relationships, terrible. If you have a feud with somebody, similar thing. You can, and someone says, oh, I'm being haunted. I'm being, um, you know, taboo things of the doll, the pin in it, I'm being whatever. And that is anger. You can have anger towards somebody. Um, I tell people, don't make me angry because I'm such a force. I wouldn't want to think negative of somebody. But same thing as reverse. I love somebody. They're going to feel it. I love you, Char. You know what? You know, we've been connected, every, right? Ever since uh, 95, 96. And after two, three decades, I know it, right? It's a long time. And she's been doing this almost 20 years, this investigative stuff. You learn who people really are. And we can send love back and forth. Keep them balanced. What dimension is consciousness in? And someone said third dimension. I don't care where it is. One, two, three, four, five. What difference does it make? It's outside of our flesh. It's outside of our visual. Not outside of mind when they create their last incarnation or who they were. And the reason I say that I'm not being flippant with past lives, but I've had so many readings when I've described someone in a past life and it fits exactly what they didn't tell me, but in their life right this minute. And the one I like using are two little girls, two, 17 and 19 years old. Uh, one wants to be a fashion model, didn't tell me. Uh-uh, mom didn't tell me. I says, oh, you were this lady in the past. And I described Coco, Coco Chanel. Is that it, everybody? Coco Chanel. And she asked me, what kind of turnaround time? And I says, oh, spirit people, not 100, 500 years. Everybody says that. Spirit people say average is 25 years. Yes, you can come within minutes. Um, long story, but some grandpa died upstairs. They born downstairs. Guess what it was? grandpa again he ain't gonna go nowhere he's gonna stay in that family <laughs> 10 minutes later a child's born guess who it was if the baby been born first without a soul it wouldn't have lived but grandpa he he commented that he died first and so the whole family this is quite a story i wish these people would get back to me these stories are so amazing uh I'd like to know how everything turned out so anyway so if you if you hear this give me a buzz let me know um i, I really love that story um <laughs> So to me, uh, the veil, the people, the electrical forces that create us, spirit is something else. It is a force. It is electric because a spirit going through the house can knock into electrical unit and turn it on, turn it off. There is more electricity there. But I can't feel how that is if they run low. Do they jump into somebody to get juiced up? I don't know everything. Thank God. 
Uh, 3D is a beloved human physical reality we experience in our daily waking consciousness. In third dimension, there's a strong awareness of being an individual with an ego and a body that is unique compared to everyone else and everything else. I do feel that that's possible. Would time exist without consciousness? Without consciousness, we wouldn't care if time existed. As far as I know, the only time we have time is when we age. We are stuck on this planet going around 24-hour days around the planet. We keep track. That is time. In the true sense of the universe, everything coexists at once. Spirit tells me, yes, I do conversations. <laughs> they have access to all time, just like John did. He went back and had life in the Caribbean instantaneously. They have they can look at storylines. Who picked me? What kind of story were they looking for? Can you imagine how exciting it is to, oh, I would like to, there's people in history that I want to witness their life. Cleopatra is one of them and Abraham Lincoln's the other one. Everybody, uh, many people have said they thought I was um, Abraham Lincoln's private uh, medium. I'm not going to say no to that. What do I know? That someone, I told somebody else, uh, the second life, that I described to you was a little girl talking to me. She was 17 years old. And, um, oh, um, Coco Chanel, the little girl, mom was sitting next to her on the computer, died 25 years almost to the month that this girl was born. And, of course, I'm hearing mom screaming in the background. Guess what? So the second one was a gal that talked to me, a young woman. Her mother trusted me, and I, I love it, 17-year-old. And before I could even start talking to her, I saw this beautiful ballerina. And how do I know what country it is? Well, the feel, uh, the grandeur of the palace for the era that was shown to me made me think of Russia. Nothing small over there. So the grand, you imagine a grand hall with um, pillars come down holding the balcony up. And this, with the shadows of the afternoon coming in was lit up, people were standing watching this beautiful woman dancing ballerina style toward the king. And in her mind, she was saying, this is my last dance and it's for the king or emperor. Oops, goosebumps, everybody. And I described this to this girl and she started yelling at mom, 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 she told me I was a ballerina last lifetime. And the mom got on and she says, well, she's been, she wants to be a professional ballerina. She's been a ballerina since she was a toddler. How, how is that possible that I would see that if it wasn't a true statement? The spirit within her wanted to give a child confirmation she was on the right path and to fire her up to know that she's fulfilling a last lifetime quest of filling, of living out being a ballerina. And Coco Chanel, who knew? I, I, it'd be wonderful if her family were to know. If I ever came across it, Coco Chanel family, I would find that. I don't know how I'd find it, but I have a good idea what year it was to find that reading of this young girl being described. And I gave her a leftist gift and she knew exactly who I was talking about. And everybody, please, I'm not a fashionista. <laughs> I do not follow anybody but Iris. And you know why? Because I would like to be Iris. 90, this woman's 101. And I have a T-shirt, I'm purple, but it says, uh, when I'm old, I want to wear purple. It's one of the Red Hat Society hat. And, you know, I don't uh, I don't go down that road. I'm pretty, pretty grounded just every day 
wear. So for me to describe Coco Chanel, that was quite a feat on my part. Uh, is consciousness an illusion? Absolutely not. Uh, this is what Google says. Nothing in biology makes sense except in the light of evolution. Conscious is no exception. It seems non-physical, comma, but is very much a biological phenomena. I put that in there because I saw life before physicalness, because they wanted me to see that we were once without form, that we lived as a form of our choice. And the only thing I can say is I was sitting, if I were to make an analogy, I was looking over what we would call the Grand Canyon, but it wasn't here, somewhere else. And I was a see-through bluish tinted individual. And someone else told me they had seen a life like that too. We were without form. Were we animals first? Could we jump into a dinosaur? Why not? I me tell you, I got two cats. They got more personality than some of the friends I have. People I know. I won't say friends. I mean, they have souls. Tell me you don't have an animal that has no soul. Um, is time created by the brain? Time is created by our imprisonment of living. If you are now spaced in a spaceship, time is created because your body is aging, you're living, you're experiencing. You keep track. That in itself is time. Um, we are victims of having to wear our physical bodies and thus forced to experience time as our bodies do age. I wrote that really quick. Is subconscious mind connected to the universe? That's a really good question because I kind of think it does. I think we're kind of wired um, subconscious, meaning we're outside person, inside person, and the subconscious inside uh, that's connected to the universe because I feel like there's some sort of uh, oh, she's not on track. So I'm going to make something happen to give him a synchronicity. Um, I married two Larrys. Uh, my first house, my husband, I first marriage on Tanglewood. Guess what? I just bought a house on Tanglewood. My whole life is, is all kinds of things like that. Kind of bizarre. It's like, is it all planned out? I hope there's some free will. As a client says to me, we have destinies that we've chosen for ourselves. You can get on the freeway and go right to it, or you can take a lot of side streets and take a lot longer to get there. That's our free will. What shirt I have on tonight? I had another one picked out. This one kind of made me laugh. It's kind of a little too big for me because it has a red hat lady on it. And I kind of thought that was fun. Um, the relationship between our consciousness and the universe, I do believe there's more. Uh, Someone asked me, is there a heaven of what dreams may come? Excellent movie, everybody. See their heaven or their celestial city, I'll call it. I think that if, if 100 people, very intuitive, were to put their hand out and said there's a red ball and they all reached into the center, eventually a red ball would be created because our conscience is so strong. I have a perception of a spot in the universe, but you know, the universe is so big, um, the cosmos, whatever you want to call it. And I think there's something there. Um, I had a, um, a dream of a relative who passed away and she lived in a marble house. If you knew her, you'd go, oh, of course, <laughs> that's marble. 
and I see the celestial city or something with a frosted, pearly, marbly look. And they learn, they enjoy each other's company. I, I can only speak to that. Um, even when we sleep, our mind is still active and sending signals to the universe. Absolutely. And it's sometimes reflected in our dreams. Our subconscious mind is part of the collective subconscious that connects to us, to everything in the world. Remember I said, if you invent something, three or four other people are doing the same thing. Because whoever invented it first was so excited and ecstatic and went, yay. How about, was it I Love Lucy that was sent into the universe? And so people and other planners are just now listening to I Love Lucy and loving it. Why not? Why not? Like that movie, The Explorers. Remember when the, yep. they met mm. the kids and, and, and they were just, the, the aliens were kind of acting funny because, you know, space and time, everything's backwards. So like, That's I love one of my Lucy, favorite like movies. I love that movie. It's about three boys who create a spaceship in their right. back, in the uh, ravine behind their house. And they do such a good job, but the people that were monitoring our planet sense them, sense S-E-N-S-E -S -E, them, and pulled them into outer space. It was absolutely charming. It's called the Explorers. Yeah. I think that's and so when they it's get up there, years yeah, old. they're thinking we're all living in the 50s, like, like I Love Lucy, and we're not, because that, that's, the, right. that's the TV shows they're getting. Yeah. Right. That's That was what's fun, is that... Um, Anyway, so this creature pulled him up to talk to them. Come to find out this great big creature was actually the child. And the parents were sleeping upstairs and the child was pulling these kids up. It was really fun. <laughs> I don't usually watch that kind of thing, but I've seen it two or three times. It's wonderful, Explorers. Um, this is an interesting statement from Google. We have long known that the brain contains structures that use cycles of light and dark to set its daily clock. How it tracks that passing of seconds and minutes is much less well understood. I think it has something to do with our hormones, like there's a cycle. At this level, there are two broad types of timing mechanisms, an implicit and an explicit one. Implicit and explicit one. Um, I think it's simpler than that. I, I think that we exhibit our soul part of our body. Um, the mind is amazing. But I'm going to say something's going to make you kind of wonder if I've got my rocks up in my head right. Our brain is full of triggers for memories. Our brain doesn't hold the memories. You know why? Because I cannot go in your mind for a memory of talking to your grandfather who you've never met. But I can go into your memory of you talking to somebody or a photograph. I follow that to him in time backwards um i have a you're just going to think i'm i could look at a benjamin, photograph benjamin i like you you got to come back benjamin says <laughs> he cracks me up good talk guys thank you may your meat jackets be bulletproof and lined with love oh i like this guy um so i can look at a photograph and read to you what i see then i turn it over and tell you the truth Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing is accessing the photograph in time. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm able to describe people long dead. Um, you don't know that in your mind. So our 
if you go to a place of wanting to call it quantum entanglement, quantum switches, and when you turn that switch on to access time or a situation, that allows me to follow a thread in time to that event of which you don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like Tina's brother and Pirates of the Caribbean. She had no knowledge of this. It's not in her mind. How was I getting it? Well, I wasn't getting it from John. <clears throat> um, I find that fascinating. Um, people who have brain injuries, I've had three ladies, um, can't tell you the names, um, different parts of the brain damaged, personality part damaged, okay, damaged. But other parts of, of memories of their childhood, that quantum button cannot be accessed, and I then cannot access it either. I can't give them a memory that they lost through damage because the mechanism in the brain that should allow me to go there is broken. And they say we don't use a lot of our brain. I would l- love, I think my brain looks a little different. Yep. Um, I am, I came from two artists. My, both my parents are artists, Universal Studios. And then he got killed when I was six, April 1st, 1955. And my mother, who was a color artist for Sir, Serlin Studios in Sacramento and a few others, she got many awards for um, coloring um, with real paint, made a topia print and could paint it and look like an original painting. They want, she, both of them were magnificent. So naturally I can paint. I'm very observant, but I'm very analytical and it drives me crazy. I overthink everything. Um, manholes and conduit. I could draw it. I thought I'd die gone to heaven when I was told I could be an artist all day long. Um, so I think both sides of my, my spheres are different and they access each other differently. Um, I think something's different. I, sh- I don't know how I would do, I do what I do. Um, born this way. My father had the gift. His mother had the gift. Her mother had the gift. When my grandmother Bobby was uh, growing up, Friday night was table tipping time, turn of the century. She was born 1901. Fox sisters came out in 1800s. And so that brought a new interest in the ladies' uh, Saturday nights would have parties. And she remembered being a toddler coming around and watching the women lift tables. And they weren't cardboard tables, anybody. They were the heavy-duty wooded leg ones. I love that. In fact, I just got a picture of it in my mind. How your brain can control time. I mentioned this a while back. When you're in a car accident or something's happening, how time slows down, your brain is causing you to slow time down. That is an amazing uh, ability. But this is what it says. But the fact is that the biology of the brain just doesn't work like the clocks we're familiar with. Neurons can do a good job of producing a ser- steady series of pulses. They don't have what it takes to count pulses accurately for seconds or minutes or more. Ah, so what happens? You become ultra-focused. For me to do what I do, I've said this to somebody, and I said it online. Um, I have This room is new. Uh, I had the board behind me. I don't have all my artwork on the walls yet. But when I'm doing a reading, I actually go blind. It's like I focus so strongly. 
and people want to watch me video, fine, you want to do that. I'm going to nail it for a few dollars more for putting a face on everybody. But I don't mind. It takes longer because you want to visit. But when we're on the phone like this, I'm very, fo I'm so focused on getting into time and getting your information that the place could burn down. That's what happens when you're a car accident or some event where you're witnessing time slow down. You become ultra focused. You're witnessing second to second in true time for that event. It just slowed down. It isn't slowed down, but your brain is making it slow down. And I was in this terrible car accident and uh, it wasn't like, it was awful, it could have been awful, I'll tell you what happened. So Hills, Hillsdale Boulevard going into Madison Avenue, Sacramento, California, goes over I-80. And I was taking a right-hand turn to take my boyfriend home, the one I married. And uh, he was, uh, Linda, a friend of mine, was in the middle. Uh, Larry was on the outside and took a right-hand turn onto, it was raining. And the streets were very, very wet. Coming the way was a very large car. And this is uh, 66, everybody, 1966. I was driving a Rambler, <laughs> what we remember. And he lost control, he was going too fast, hit the brakes, and he hit the cement divider. It flipped his car and it went into the air and flipped again and then came down on our car. And I remember thinking how slow it was moving. In reality, someone watched it, they go, oh, my shit, it was over. But I remember slowing it down. I think that was a lesson for me. Um, I hit the steering wheel with great force. Um, I just had surgery on my left foot, hit so hard that those stitches came out. And uh, the tor car was totaled. We lived. And the police said, how did you know to turn the wheel that way? I didn't do it. I had destiny. I had to be here. I told Shar one day we were talking. I says, God doesn't want us. Uh-uh. We're not done. I've had, we talk about kissing a gosh darn Blarney Stone. We've been close too many times. Mm -hmm. God doesn't want us. God doesn't want you if you're still here, everybody. If it is that you're dying or you are going to die soon. Is your story over and you get to play now for eternity? No, I don't want to die yet. No, no one foolish. I don't want to think that. I have too much story to witness yet. My story isn't done. Mm -hmm. And um, I got eight books to write and I want to do a lot more videos. So stay tuned. Um, so time is not an illusion. Time is an illusion. Our brains make time go faster or slower. According to Einstein's general theory of relativity, space and time are tied together. And space-time can bend and curve, absolutely. The way to think about it is that the curvature is stretching out time. As time stretches, it slows down. So we slow down because our brain caused a curvature in time. How to control time in your time. There are four ways to access your time bending superpower, mindful minutes throughout the day. Three to five times during the day, take one minute to stop what you're doing, breathe, relax, and notice how you are doing. I brought this up before, 
And that's that when we're under stress, when we have anxiety, got a cat here. Um, when you're under anxiety, stress, and out of control, we can only take one breath at a time, one step at a time, one heartbeat at a time. Monitor that breath. Take a breath in and pause and let it out. After the third one, you reset your anxiety level. I don't know about meditating. I don't know how easy it would be to be in the office with the bosses running around with papers in the hand screaming at you. Um, but learning to meditate stretches time by taking your focus away from your internal clock. Absolutely. Because that's what happens. And a good example of that is you watch a movie and all of a sudden it's over. You went, oh my God, it was a two-hour movie? Huh. Or you drive the same way to work or you take a trip to visit family and all of a sudden you're there. What happened to time? Mm -hmm. Time disappeared because your internal person automatically knows the story and allowed you to take a nap, everybody. Now, I don't like the idea I'm driving around people taking naps, but that's what happens. Our brain takes a nap when it's routine and repetitive. It's called a meditative that Also, like when you do what I do, or you are super focused on an article like Char does, or you're doing something else, your ultra focus takes you away. I call it sidestepping away from the turmoil of whatever you are doing, put you on track into, and that resets your anxiety level. I think that is really fabulous. Well, I've taken a little longer than, I hope you learned something from me tonight. I had a lot of fun talking about that. I say this a lot and it's true. I have so many favorites I talk about. Controlling the mind and what I do, how I do it, um, time and distance, space, absolutely one of my favorites. Um, anyway, I hope you had fun, everybody. Um, <laughs> mate jackets are bulletproof and lined with love. That's how I kiss my family, everybody. Yeah, we do it with love. Yeah, it vibrates at a different level. The music sounds different than with anger. Okay. All right. Quick reminder, tomorrow the class is sold out. That will be 6 p.m. Pacific for you guys that are attending. Um, Sunday, I have I, I have the other class, which isn't sold out, and that's just a, you know, a little thing. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on up here. Ah, I sank down. Uh, it's a little old class, uh, be about an hour, I think, maybe an hour and a half. But it'll, uh, I'll help you find all the haunted locations that you can go to to just go in and check it out with your family. You know, it might be a ho it might be a haunted hotel, it might be a haunted restaurant, but it's it's just some place you you can go. And then you know, usually in those places, employees are very open about talking to you about you know the activity, so you get a chance to do that. And maybe if you go to a haunted hotel, you might want to stay and, you know, stay the night, maybe do some ghost hunting after everybody's asleep or whatever. But it's your leisure. You know, you're not attached by, by the hip to any team or anything. So that's what we're going to talk about Sunday. Tomorrow is more intense. Tomorrow, uh, which I ended up putting another class out there because there have been so, much, so many people wanting to do this that uh, I'm looking for team members. And I'm, I'm very, very, very picky about my team members. I'm very, I'm not going to say anal. Some people say I'm too anal, you know, with the way I do things and the way I like to operate. But it's a class to teach you to, to see if you, you, know, you think you might be a fit to be part of my analness. <laughs> I guess you want to say it, you know. Um, well, I guess I am too. Left brain 
focused, yeah, not right brain. Yeah. You know, if you want to go out and, and do serious ghosts, I mean, I mean, commercial jobs are one thing when you're at a hotel, you know, it, it, it's fun. When you go into somebody's house to ghost hunt, it's a serious thing because you're dealing with their mental states and stuff. So it has to be treated accordingly. So that's why I, it's taken me, and like, like Nancy says, I've been doing this almost 20 years. It's taken me a long time, you know, to come up with all this stuff, the procedures that, that, that I like to do for these investigations. So that's what that class is about. And then, like I said, after that class, if you feel like you're fit, then we will have, have a board of investigators talk with you and then take it from there. And then, then there'll be a ghost hunt and then away we go. So um, I had to add another class for it, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, 6 p.m. Pacific, teaching the same thing. So if, it, if, if you missed out of this class, don't feel bad. Check, you know, come over to California Haunts Meetup and sign up for the other class. Yeah. Same class, different day. Okay. I, I want to mention that, here, I want to mention yeah. here how um, I've been to a lot of homes um, outside of what Char does. A lot of times I do remote for her on the phone. Don't ask me how I do that. It's a whole show. Maybe that's a good show is how do I do remote viewing? Um, it's a valid way of doing research. But when I've gone to people's homes, word of the mouth is very important for trust. How for trust for me, too. I've been in homes investigating possessed furniture. Oh, my gosh. And so one lady in Folsom had me come and they were uh, people whose name people noticed. And there was somebody there. He said. Uh, she and I have a lot in common. We've lost our mothers. And of course, I had no idea that was what it was about. And he, and she says, oh, my mother just died. How did you know? I said, well, this man just told me. And so that comfort level and trust is so important. If you have a something like that going on where they need the validation, they're not crazy hearing things, or if there's a spirit that doesn't belong there, I've removed a lot of spirits, everybody. Um, just that's another topic too: possessions, attachments, all that kind of stuff. And during the course of reading, sometimes I can take them off. But if you can't, and it's in your house, you may contact Shar, and she would have to discern if that is an attachment on you or the house. But trust is huge. We you see these people on TV. Oh yeah, it'd be fun to call them up. At how much of a show up? You know, it's like you have to feel that that person, Shar has done enough of these and is professional to help you. So that's why the criteria of you feeling that you had training from her that gives you that validation to enter someone's private world. I'm not gonna let anybody in this house. That's why I tell people, you have a spirit bothering you? Would you let that person walk off the street with his flesh? Well, walk into your house and give you trouble? The minute that you get the biggest broom you have and start hitting on the head with it, no one should invade your space. Well, that's the same with spirit per person. Right. You have to treat them like a person without the flesh. They're not. I got a cat I'm trying to keep off the table. <laughs> you see the tail flipping. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a quiet one. Um, so that's why she says, I'm in I want to do it my way. Well, thank goodness. If you're under her umbrella, then you've been trained correctly. And I would say, you get trained. Please don't investigate your own house. That's a no-no. No, because Char and I do it. Don't do it. We do it all the time and it's freaky. <laughs> Don't do that stuff. You freak out. Like I was I mentioned the other day with that that app that I downloaded because I was messing around with it and 
you know, this is where I shoot my, my, my primary radio show part of it, and I'll shoot my TikToks in here. But sometimes I'll be shooting in the other studio as well because it's bigger. But I just so happen to be here, and I, just, I said, well, is there anybody in here with me? And the, the, first thing out, the first thing out of this machine was, am I on video? <laughs> this happened. I was talking to her, everybody. Yeah. We yeah. were doing this, and I, I described her mom, I thought. And yeah. I, I don't remember. But she has an aunt that looked like her mother, too. Yeah. See, I yeah. see the visuals remotely, so I can tell. Her, and the uncle, I re I described him, and he did identify himself. That's fabulously fun. But they're watching, and that's <laughs> you know you don't think they're watching until someone says, "Am I on video?" I know, and I loved it. You know, I love that. But they've been watching work, and how fun is yeah. that for a spirit person? Yeah. Um, I think I have spirit people showing up. I, might be my mom showing up a lot, but I think my grandmother too. They like what I do. Oh, mom, Nancy's on camera again. Everybody show up. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. So it Monday, fun. Um, of course, I'll be here reading Sunday. I, you know, I got to figure out with that class. I may be reading around 7 p.m. Sunday, 7.30. We'll see. Because um, I don't remember what right on my mind. I'm, I'm trying to get tomorrow's class put together. So I can't remember what time the damn class is on Sunday. But I'll, it'll be after that class, obviously. I'll be reading from it, from Anna Maria Manalo's book, The Visitants. Monday, Dr. Bruce Goldberg is going to be back with us. Usual time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. He's going to be talking about Nikola's Tesla, but he's also going to be talking about Tesla's machine to communicate with the dead. Ooh. So we're going to have that discussion. So that's going to be a kind of fun discussion. So that'll be Monday at, at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, our usual time. Anyway... Um, again, the, that class is, is, is a week from Sunday now because the other one's booked out. And then if, and if you're interested in finding out about the local haunted hotspots in Northern California, that'll be this Sunday. All right. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemy. Give us a thumb up, everybody. Yep, give us a thumb up and all that good stuff. Share us, share us, share us. We're equal opportunity here. And uh, we're just trying to get the word out. And if you haven't done so already and you're watching from Facebook, hit that follow button. And if you're over at YouTube, hit that subscribe button. It doesn't cost anything to subscribe. If you happen to have a TikTok account, come find me over on TikTok under California Haunts. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, word of mouth is starting to spread. I can tell. I'm getting real excited. And things are looking good. And I want to let you guys go because it is the weekend. And I'm hungry. And I want to have my dinner. So, uh, let me show you Nancy's information. And we'll let you guys go. You can start your weekend. So, here we go. We pull up Nancy stuff. There's Nancy stuff. Okay, websites, nancymats.com, all lowercase, nancymatsauthor.com, and the NMA is clapped. And you've got youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic. The books, Help, Get Me Out of This Funk by Nancy Mats. Two Worlds, Developing Your Psychic Skills by Nancy Matz. And The Unwilling Sacrifice by Nancy Matz. And of course, you can get those at Amazon.
okay. So for you guys that watch the show on Sundays, I will see you Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Otherwise, if you're one of my students tomorrow, I will see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific. Bye.